You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. Back to full strength tonight. G'day, Andy. How we going, boys? Ah, it's a good look. It was a good week off, I guess. Everyone had a bit of a relax. Oh, and look, how good was that weekend on Sunday? That was too good. Yeah. My voice is sore. I was sitting at home by myself and my voice is sore. <laughs> so for everyone out there, me and Andy are in lockdown. We live in Sydney. But we'll welcome in Corby. He's been out and about because he's in Newey. How are you, Corbs? Yeah, on partial lockdown. We can't go too crazy up here. How are we all? What do they let you what don't they let you do? Well, I mean, what can't you not do, sorry? Oh, we we can still go like it's like obviously I think the instructions were to um avoid sort of getting out and about if you can, but you just gotta wear a mask wherever you can. So you can still go to the gym, mm. still go to the shops and stuff up here. Um you don't have your hour like you guys do, but yeah, it's it's Still pretty bare that there's not many people getting out and about. Okay, interesting. I hope that fight's still back on. But, boys, let's rip in because it's just a huge day. Obviously, Nathan Cleary waiting on all this news, what's going to happen. But let's just get in a little bit of a preparation mode with what ahead. All right, so first question is, how long are you prepared to hold Nathan Cleary if he's injured, let's say, for a small amount of time, three to six weeks? Or if it's season, we'll talk about that later. But let's just, just put scenario three to six weeks, Corbs. How long are you willing to hold Nathan Cleary? Oh, I said I've given it four weeks. If he can be back for round 20 uh, and then finish off the season, mm. I, I would usually it's yeah, around that three or four and he's definitely, you know, he's the best in the business. So four weeks, I just don't think it's going to be four weeks. I think he's gone. Mm, doesn't sound good. Andy, thoughts? Well, for me, I need to make some big plays. And <laughs> tell you what, I'll probably put it down to three if it's Mac, if it's three weeks exact, I'll probably drop him just purely because that cash in my bank looks so good. <laughs> oh, the things I can do with that cash. Oh, so I've already ha- I had him as a as a trade already in my um in my fantasy. So I think he will he's out for a minimum three to six anyway. So he's a he's gone, gone. Yeah, what scares me, boys, is that Reed Money was minor and he's been gone four weeks. So you're thinking about Nathan being major, and there's only ten weeks to go. So a minimum that he could be out for four weeks, have to come back. And you know how physical he is in an attack and defense. Will he be the same player? That's why I'm thinking if it's going to be four to six weeks, ten weeks left, and he won't come back the same player, I'm selling him. Goodbye, Nathan. <laughs> well, we mentioned earlier, I think we were talking earlier, um, whether if he has a choice to to stay on, even if it's a couple of quarter zone injections or not, even a clear yet, 75% Penrith still have a chance at winning a premiership I yeah. think he won't be as good as fancy I, I think that's what the case will be um, he'll come back underdone but I still think he'll play so even if uh, even if he the, the weird thing is his average is 96 so if even if he averages 80 he's still better than any other fancy player by 7 I think Fafita is the next best So I do get uh, that but at 1.2 mil when you think you can get Jerome used for 850 and they're going to average the same if you're saying he's come come back to the pack. That's mm. an easy self. What do you reckon, Corbs? Yeah, well, that's the guy that I've got in mind. I think I'll touch on it in a question with that later. But Hughes is, if you don't have him, I think that's your, your go-to big time. Mm. Andy, I'm going to try the, I'm going to go the DCE path, I think. Yeah, that's Just because a- I want... 
I want to be different from you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll talk about the kind of top four that we all got in halves as well. But Andy, before we go on, you've done your shoulder. And just from memory, I reckon it was last day of origin. So we're talking about what? Nine months? Yes. What, six, seven. Oh, I mean, I, I had surgery on December. How'd you do it? How'd you do it again? Um, just I basically I seen Jason Tamalala. I said, mate, just run at me, and I tackled him. Um, that's how. That's actually how he broke his hand. But um, <laughs> no, but it's been a, it's been a bit of an experience for you. Just tell because you've got first hand knowledge of doing your shoulder, having to rehab it and come back, and you're still not right. Yeah, mine was a it was a grade three or the worst side of grade three tear. So the um, it was a pretty hefty hit. But even the surgery, I haven't got the the luxury of having physios left, right, centre. I wish I did. But even now, it's still, I would not take a hit up. It's just whether I'm not, I've also also, um, used the excuse of COVID to not go to the gym for about six months (laughs) as well. (laughs) But yeah, I can't, I can't, definitely wouldn't be able to put a shot on my left shoulder. Not that I could put a shot on my right shoulder either. I was going to say, when could you? (laughs) (laughs) And cause the other thing. So for people that don't know, Andy goes out with Corby's lovely sister, Bridget. I've got a feeling Bridget bashed Andy. That's how it really happened. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> she has got some great strength. She's a nutter. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I fell into a door. That's what happened? Yeah. That's where so. we've gone the record box. <laughs> Your black eye looks good too. But boys, let's rip into our top four halves. Corbs, why don't you kick it off? Because I want to go, who's your top four halves outside of Nathan Cleary? Yeah, Hughes is the next in line. Uh, SJ with his run. Oh, I think Hughes too, just Munster has hit a bit of a form slump and Hughes is the go-to man mm. in Melbourne at the moment. DCE, again, the, the Eagles, oh, I chucked up a thing within our chat just uh, for the run for all the teams for the last few rounds and Manly haven't got a bad one. I think they'll actually go top four mm. and um, and did go look at the odds for that once I saw that little <laughs> draw for the Eagles. <laughs> And then the, the fourth one, there was, there's a tough one here. There's a few, that, but I went um, Benny Hunt. The, the other day in the origin, at the end of the game, he was there one barking orders. Like, this is a bloke that come off the bench. I think he's going to come back to the Draggies and just keep lifting. They've got some good players to come back. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to, you know, give the take the premiership, but for a team that everyone tipped to be the wooden spoon, I think we'll make the eight. Yeah, I've got the exact same four, just in different order. I've got Hughes, one, DCE, two, Ben Hunt, like you. I'm very impressed. And now we're talking about the shortage of hookers. That dual positioning starting to really get a little bit juicy as well. I know he's probably going to, he's going to miss round 17. That's the only issue. And then Sean Johnson as well. I'm really going to back him to take us into the finals because I really like that. But Andy, any different ones you got? All the same. I was tossing up between either SJ or Moses. So I've just picked Moses. Uh, I think... Coming towards the end of the season, I think they're coming into a bit of form. Like they did have a bit of a, a, a shit couple of games, but you think Moses plays his best game this weekend? Surely, is this the the showdown for whoever wins in the Battle of the West gets the seven for the Blues jersey? Yeah, potentially. <laughs> Burton probably be in the hunt as well if they come towards being a good combo. But yeah, you're right. Moses got an opportunity, sure. huge opportunity. It's almost like just telling them, hey, whoever wins. Freddie Fittler has history with, with Moses' Lebanon squad. But I, I don't see him as a big game player. Mm. But you never know. This could be, if he makes it and they win, it could be a bit of a, a kick up the ass for him. 
because yeah. he hasn't been a big game. This could be this one big game where he actually has a fair bit of um, players around him to actually build that confidence on and then bring that back to Parramatta and keep going. So, yeah, I've, I've tried to Moses as before, just a bit of a difference. Yeah, huge game, but for Parra, when you think about it, Andy, mm. top four, you don't get much easier than getting Nathan Cleary and Dylan Edwards out of your team. Like, we've been talking about well, it, Parramatta having a soft draw all year. This is not soft anymore. They've got the premiership favourites, well, before today anyway, but it's still the, the rock far defence is still there. Yeah, even without Cleary. Like, yes, um, I think Panthers lost a couple of games during origin season, but without Cleary, they didn't have their origin stars. You've got Fisher-Harris back, you got Yo back, you got Happy Coruscant. You've got uh, Liam Martin, just that gun on the edge. Um, and, and then Capes. you've got Luai yeah. um, to O as well. So, yeah, it's not an easy beat mm. So without Cleary. Uh, it's definitely going to be one of their hardest matchups. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. Would have loved to go to the game. It would have been a sellout, but it's going to be yeah. zero people watching at the moment. <laughs> That's going to be, yeah, I don't really like that. But moving on, Canterbury, they've recalled Flano, but in the number six jersey, quite interesting. Now, Andy, you're a holder of Avarillo, and it's going to be very, very interesting. Without Flano, he's averaging 68 and 482 kick metres a game, couple of goals as well. Now, with Flano being back at six, what's your expectations here and kind of the impact fantasy-wise on both guys? Yeah, so well, Avrilo started as a centre, then went to a six, and then moved into that dominant seven role. Mm. So he has that that running sort of capability, like like the Nathan Cleary does. I'm not saying there's any comparison, but he has that same sort of um, gameplay. Um, with Sunday coming back, the potential to, for Avrilo to lose points is there. Uh, just met, just more or less in the fact that he's got someone else to kick. Um, Flano, I think he averaged uh, 460 kick minutes a game, whereas uh, Avarillo is only 360. And the other thing is the other risk is the, the kick percentage. So Flano's kick percentage is 84.6%, whereas mm. Avarillo is 77. But I don't think that's in jeopardy because I, I honestly think Flano is just going to be a temporary fixture until Wacam comes back. But in saying that, Flano comes back and puts a um, uh, a spell on um, who they're playing. They're playing this week, Manly. Manly. Yeah, yeah. If they're playing Manly, and he plays well, he could uh, find that sick because it has been a very high rotated six position. Um, but yeah, I, I think even if Avrilo's points does take a hit, he might go down from a fifty point scorer to a forty. It's still good at your centers. It just means that he's not really a buy anymore. I yeah. think he's definitely a hold if you have him because he's a 40-point centre, but you're not going to buy him at 714K, uh, especially if he's losing some points. Yeah. Corbs, uh, thoughts on both these guys? Yeah, Avarillo's going to take a bit of a dint, but he's still quality, like Andy said. You'd hold him. And then just see if Flanagan is just a short stay. But, yeah, he'll he'll lead into the kick metres and his kick percentage for goal. I'd say he'll take Avarillo's kicking duties, but who knows. The other one too, though, I'd, I'm not – Totally sold on Flanagan, even for those draft players mm. or head to head, because there's Bailey Beyondi Odo. I don't know if I've said that right. Who's a, a gun half mm. in the juniors? He's he's on the bench, isn't he? Yeah, he's on the bench. So is that <laughs> it, poor old shot <laughs> shot confidence Flanagan has a gun half on the bench, yeah. as if he wasn't shot already. Yeah, I know. So. Uh, like where are you gonna, is he going to come on at hooker or yeah is that 
that's what yeah i'll probably wait another week on the jeremy marshall king which we'll talk about a bit later as well so yeah yeah not sold on either um like especially Avarillo with flanagan there now yeah crunched a few numbers so without Without Flano, Avarillo averaged 68 as a halfback. Now, he's still got the seven on his back, so you have to think that he's probably going to be the primary playmaker still, right? Now, he averaged 58 running metres as half and 5.8, so I don't think that's going to change much, but the kicking's going to change. He averaged 482 kick metres as a halfback. Flano averaged 353, so I reckon they're going to split it in half because they have to be more balanced. So you'd think Avarillo used to have 24 points from kicking. It's probably going to be 12 now, right? So you take 12 away from that 68. So now it's 56. He's going to lose the goal kickings. Flanner's a better goal kicker. So that's two goals. That's four. So he's probably going to lose 16 from at least kicking. So if he's averaging 68 minus 16, it's about 52. So that's like Andy said, it's still pretty good for a center. I think you still get a 50 out of Avrilo. The thing with Flano, but now that he's the, not the primary, he was only averaging 49 as a primary halfback. So you think... 353 is not going to be averaging those kick meters anymore, so probably closer to 200. So you're probably going to lose at least 10, 10 points off that. He's still going to be goal kicking, so you probably think a high 30s for, for Flano. That's even if he keeps his spot max, I reckon, because he's not a runner. He only averaged 27 meters a game running. You can't really see that going up just because he's playing 5'8". So I think Avarillo, you're not going to, like Andy said, you're not going to be buying either of these gentlemen, but... I think Avarillo, you'll hold for a couple of weeks. If he gets too expensive, you might want to flip over to a Matty, Matt, Matty Burden. Because at 700K, maybe a 40 centre probably doesn't make as much sense. If, if Cleary's out for the year and then Burden you can pick up at mid-600s and he becomes a primary half at the Panthers, averaging 60, you're probably better off switching once they play around 17 into a Burden, right? That's not bad playing, but if that's the case, yeah. Uh, yeah just just going to be... Just gonna be careful. Um, let's just say you have Avrilo or sorry, Flano isn't the permanent fixture, and then someone comes back. Mm. But even in saying that, if Avrilo drops, let's just say he drops, like you said, twelve points, maybe a bit more a game, he might drop down in price and become a little bit <laughs> more available for yeah. the people that don't have him. That's true. That's true. That's big time true. All right, boys. Moving on. Next guy, Chad Townsend. We're all pretty <clears> big on this guy. At the start of, well, in preseason, because Sean Johnson was going to be out for so long, and he did a quite a good job, you know, at the Sharkies. In the games that he played, he averaged 50, and primary kicker, 398 metres, kick metres, a try assist a game, two and a half goals a game. So he's quite good, quite nicely priced at 549k, and he's he's been named to start this week. Corbs, any thoughts on maybe pick up the Chad? No, I, I know that his price is not too bad, but he's still... 130k up on what he started the year at. Yep. So I just think if you if you're going to choose a half from here on in, you want one of those top four for the whole way home mm. because CHC is going to be there in four weeks, and you would think they're going to chuck him back in there with Nikarima yeah, when Chad's just a fill in. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not going near him. Okay, Andy. Yes, yeah, same same. Are these job securities not really? Um, too, too set, like you said, with CHT possibly coming back. And he was just there for a fill-in as well, and he's already got the contract, so he's not playing for one. Yeah, true. <laughs> so he's not he might be uh, – what's that Warriors coming at the moment on the ladder? They're 11th. So they've got a big game this 11th. week against the Dragons. Dragons are 7th, two points behind yeah, he, the Warriors. He was yeah. putting up keeper scores at the start of the season, but, yeah, I think, I think he's just – 
Um, he's already made his cash, and he's probably going to be about yeah, fifty pointer the rest of the season. Yeah, I'd, oh, you know what? I'd probably do it if CHT. The news that he came back four weeks that just scares me because he's he's, yeah, the, he's the future, right? It's just too much yeah. risk. Had he had he been out for the year, I reckon it would be a nice little tidy pickup for the rest of the year. But it's just one of those things. I think Chatty's going to be straight in, straight out. It just makes no sense to hold CHT on the sideline. Boys, one of our disappointments this week, there wasn't that many, well, apart from Cleary, was Josh Schuster. He's missing another week. Andy, talk to me. He's, he's big on your, you know, he was your recommendation and a good one. Now, talk to me about when you potentially might sell him. Are we doing it this week, next week, if he's not on the team list? What's your thoughts? Yeah, with his ongoing calf injury debacle, I know um, Mitchell Moses had the same thing last year. It took him a while to come back. It must be. It must just be a very hard injury to come back from. I'm not too sure. I haven't had that injury to to, to actually <laughs> to give my uh, my two cents on. But I think maybe it could just be a fact that he's 20 years old. Des just giving him an extra bit of rest to to heal up. But if he doesn't play next week, if he's not named for round 17, I think he's done for me because that's what I was holding him for, having that cover because he plays round 17. Uh, I'm going to hold him for one more week because I've already held him this long and I can't afford the trades anyways. So. Yep. But if he if he doesn't play next week, I, I, I'd be looking at selling him. Yeah, I think I'm going to sell him post round 17 anyway. But Corbs, you're a holder of zero. You've been waiting for about seven weeks for this bloke to come back in your draft <laughs> team. And then what we've seen is Schuster just killing it. That Homoli, he's pretty good. And then Carl Lawton's been killing it too. Like thoughts on Schuster and the rest of these gibbers. Yeah, I'm I'm with Andy on that one. I mean, you've held him this long. You may as well wait one more for that all-important round 17 buy. Mm. I took every team list in draft or jump because, you know, with classic, you've got plenty <laughs> of time, but draft, you've got to be quick. Yeah. <laughs> the first one I look at every week is Manly Inns, and I'm just waiting for Ciro to pop up. <laughs> Curtis told me he seen him playing golf five weeks ago and said, yeah, he'd be good, he good, he looked fine. And that got me excited, and he's <laughs> just – I haven't seen Maybe. Maybe he's giving you the bum steer. He's, he hasn't seen him playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he wants might. you to drop him. <laughs> yeah, well, karma comes back around with Cleary, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> what, what was what was Ciro's injury? Um, well, apparently no, it was his we, knee. We might bring him. But there was, there was three, like Schuster, Jake Trebojevic, and Sirenen all re-injured themselves. Like He was all but back. Um, so they've re-injured different things. Someone put up on Twitter that there was yeah, yeah well, remember, a bit of bitterness. Remember Andy, he was four to six, and then he got another four to six in surgery. Remember that? So he's right. He's out for 12. It was the most confusing comment ever, but it was actually accurate. <laughs> it's been a painful hold in draft. Yeah. You've just almost seen he like on your bench in classic. <laughs> no, do something no. or get off there. Yeah, at least Sierra has some potential. Seeny is just, nah. <laughs> Seeny. All right, moving on. Jaden Bradley, boys, before we had a little rest last couple of weeks, we're all big on selling this bloke, but it just seems like we've got other fires to push put out this week. Andy, oh, sorry, you're just corpse. Now, we spoke a little bit before we went on air about Jaden Bradley, and maybe he's had 14 full days now with no play, which, which could be big, especially now the Knights have won a game. Pierce came back last game. Ponga comes back this game. And they're starting to get a lot of the middle back as well. So for me, I'm thinking that maybe we give Brails one last crack, especially they've got the Cowboys, 
Just I think that maybe that break, you know, if they thought he had a little bit of a few nigglies that he was carrying, I'm willing to give him one more week to, to buy my love back. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I, I was taught, I sent that thing through today on uh, the team's runs home. And one that we spotted down the bottom, one of them was the Knights from round 20 onwards. So it gives you a good look just to see how he's going to perform with a couple of those big ins. Yeah. But this is, um, this is his uh, run from round 20. They've got the Raiders, Broncos, Sharks, Dogs, Titans, Broncos. So if you get the likes of him, maybe even a Ponga with that run, um, and I don't know who else, there could be others that might sort of start hitting a bit of form that they had early in the year. Mm. That, that could uh, They could be sort of gunning for that eighth spot and really bring it home strong. So, yeah, I'll definitely leave him this week. It allows me to have a good look at three sort of hookers that I'll mention in a question later for potentially round 17. If he really bums out, yep. he might go. But if he – because he, he's got a pretty high break even. I think it's 70, 70 it plus. Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, yeah, it, it's – yeah, but happy to hold him for this week, like you said, with quality players back in. That should hopefully help him. Yeah. Andy, thoughts on uh, selling Jaden Braley? Look, prior this Cleary um, news, oh, this, this weekend actually reinforced my thoughts to sell him. He, just keep looking at his last five-game average. I feel 42 points from five games. Last three, 43, I think. But in comparison to Josh Hodgson, he's 612K. AK cheaper, his last five game average is actually 55 fantasy points. It's a seven, mm. sorry, it's more than seven. It's a 13 point switch for the exact same price. But uh, in light of this clear thing, I'll have to wait. So um, he, he gets one more chance yeah. by default. So, so I'll have to wait, keep him for this week because the money is just too juicy for me. Four date rule. Yeah, I think we're all the same. Just give him one more week. Now, boys, Broncos looking a little bit thin. The Sharks might put 60 on these these guys this week. They've got a bench of Corey Pakes, Kobe Heverington, Kenan Palacia, and Jesse Arthurs. Doesn't really make too much sense. And even the extended bench doesn't make too much sense either. They've got David Mee, Jordan Ricky, Anthony Milford, and some other gibra. But, yeah, they might not... Oh, Big minutes, but boys, I know Andy, you brought this up. You brought it to our attention with this bench. I wasn't even looking at the Broncos team, to be honest. And Matty Lodge and Payne Haas probably both come onto the agenda now. Give me your thoughts on these two. Yeah, well, Lodge, come off a, a, a bit of a run of 79 points last week. Yeah, they had a few injuries and he played 76 minutes. But before that, he had played 53 uh, fantasy points and then another 53. So, and I, I, their minutes will probably either remain the same or increase because that bench is ridiculous. You've got Hetherington as a reserve hooker, might run as, a, as an edge. Mm. Corey Pakes is probably going to spell Turbin for a bit. We might come on and play a bit of lock for Thomas Flegler. But Lodge and Haas, their minutes should be 60-plus. Um, so they're, they're looking like one to get, even though they don't play around 17. Haas is one I'm definitely looking at getting for the rest of the, for the end of the season. But, yeah, it'd be interesting if you do have... Uh, Hass or Lodge already, then yeah, I think their points should should increase the next couple of rounds. Yeah, especially Cor- if that bench is going to remain. That's that's I don't I understand it. Corbs, do you think that Kevin Walters is giving because Lodge played huge minutes last game? Is he doing it intentionally because he's putting him on the shop window to just punt him out of there? Obviously, yeah. Well, Lodge would probably be the the pick of them just at the moment because yeah, he played nearly eighty minutes last time. His break even zone twenty two. 
Uh, Hass is a bit higher. But, yeah, that I noticed that bench as well. It, it's got to be one of the worst benches I've seen this year. <laughs> uh, You're not wrong. Katoni Staggs is back, though, but how much impact yeah. is he going to have in his first game back? Yeah, yeah, the confidence and all the rest of it, you know, like we talked with the um, the physio at the start of the year, I wouldn't be jumping straight into purchasing him. But, yeah, the, the Lodge and Haas, just with Haas, you could probably wait and just watch him. He's, he's still got origin. Yep. But I just haven't seen the Haas evolved. He's definitely on my list of those to maybe target. Um, Fodawake is actually beating him. I reckon he's better mid at the moment, but we know that Haas is that it's freak that, yeah. in the past. The but, but the biggest thing with Haas is why he's been so good in the past is he plays those huge minutes. So until he gets those again, which he hasn't really this year, I still don't see him. I'm happy for others to get him. As I said, I'll, I'm thinking left field at Fodawaka. I was crunching the numbers today. He's been killing it. And he was the only forward that made any real dent in the New South Wales defence mm. on uh, Sunday. Yeah. I think, yeah, well, Haas at 663K. Imagine getting him at 600. It It, it is a real possibility. Mm. Well, yeah, if you look at that bench, the possibility for minutes is there, I think. He's been running. He's been getting an average of sixty. There's, he's had a few 70, 70 plus scores. Yeah. Um, and like you said, with the Broncos run home, it, it looks pretty easy. Not easy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it looks light. I wouldn't say anything at the moment for Broncos is easy, but it looks better than versing top four teams. So yeah. if Has puts in it, um, yeah, I think there's potential there. Yeah. Like you said, maybe after Origin. It has to be after Origin. I reckon round, what's the Origin after round? Probably round 19 you'll have to do it. Just gives yourself a little bit of time to settle because he's going to be rubbed out for round 17 at least and then he might not back up round 18. So you may as well give it a week and get him in round 19. You play the Panthers that round. What, round 18? Round 19. Oh, Jesus. Well, he might be on the park for a lot of yeah. it. That might not be a bad yeah. game to get him in. <laughs> I think, yeah, he'll be on there for a while. Yeah. All right, boys, last one in the burning questions. Callum Ponga, he makes his return this weekend at 760K and a break-even of 78. A little bit juicy. We do have Nico Hines to come out of our teams probably around that round 19, 20 mark. But, Corbs, you brought this one up you wanted to talk about. Give me your thoughts yeah. on Ponga. I've probably sort of touched on it before, speaking of Braley, but <clears throat> Knights round 20 onwards have a one of the better runs. And... That gives Ponga three or four weeks just to find his groove and get his match fitness back and really hit his straps for the run home. So, yeah, the Hines to Pappy seems the obvious one, but uh, I don't know. Eels have got a tough one with Gutho. I don't yeah. know. I'd, Ponga's definitely an option there to um, to sort of yeah, get in that wing of fullback for maybe even a Walsh. I don't know yeah. how he's trekking, but definitely one to keep an eye out for. I know he hasn't been great this year, but. Yeah, we all know what he's capable of. A bit like the Hass thing. It's some people, like myself and Andy, might need to take the risk for that point. Yes. Especially now that we've got we potentially sure. might have this Cleary money. It's gonna to have to go somewhere. So you're gonna start that, upgrading that You're gonna upgrade these guys at a six hundred K into seven fifty, eight hundred K players, like right across the board. Like you're right, Corpse. Like it's a nice little upgrade potentially for Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, well his injury What's how long is he out for? It was only a minor one. They're talking he's still 
maybe uh, available for Origin 3. Yeah, potentially. I think it's a hemi, one or two weeks, but you know what the NRL physio always says, once they do the hemi the first time, it's never good. Yeah. And he's a young bloke send too, he's only 18. Send, send him to uh, whoever Tommy Turbo's physio is now. Mate, he's <laughs> running like an absolute weapon. There's he no is. strapping or anything. He's Get him on the corso again. Get that rematch or against Harry. <laughs> For sure. All right, guys, let's rip into some of the audience questions. Got a few to cover for tonight. First one is from Dominic Thompson. So thanks, Dom, for sending this one in. Best players to buy under 575K. Who's on your list, Corbs? I went Verrills. I know he's well under there, but he's like we predicted, and we I think everyone sort of knew it was coming. He's starting now. I know Kieran's on the bench, mm. uh, but... Verrill's he's played eighty before, and it, just before they won that GF. So I feel like he's going to give it a week or two, and he'll be playing the eighty minutes. He'll make it two hundred fifty eighty k, and I reckon he's just that perfect um, hooker reserve or hooker emergency. Uh, the other one I had, Jeremy Marshall King. I'd, he's probably the pick of the hookers. I know you were talking about Hodgson, but Starling's still there. Uh, Andy, and if you look at the other three on the bench, they're three pretty solid mids. Mm. So I know Hodgson can go into that uh, 13 lock roll, but I mean, yeah, it's then it just means someone's going to get low minutes. I don't think he's going to play the full 80. I think they will maybe a 60-20. I don't know. But JMK, he's got no one on the bench. So hey, He's got Bradley Deeks, doesn't he? Nah. This I week, do you want to have a... Yeah, no, Deets is not on the bench this week. Nah, oh, that was. I thought I seen. Oh, just give me two seconds. It is. And then Kato the got. Maybe the young half that you mentioned before. He might be the. Yeah, only he's one got the half. Yeah, the other half. But, I mean, oh, if so he goes to Walker, but... barely beyond it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I. Walker, Cody Walker. Yep. Uh, yeah, we've they've got a good run, the Rabbitohs, and yeah, he does. Mate, I'm big on Cody Walker. Everyone keeps rapping Adam Reynolds, but just knowing some South people, they reckon he calls all the shots, and he's tri-assist the last three games. He's heating up, mate. And I'd go Walker over Reynolds. Yeah, so would I. Fantasy, every day of the week. His ceiling is huge. Roof. And then at the same yep. time, he's at 554K. He's lost 92K because he's one of those guys that works into a season. When the game gets big and the big games come in, Cody Walker steps up. And he's got 10 games running into the semis now. They've got a really good draw. And they've got some like rivalry games, like a game against the Roosters to come. He loves that. And I reckon yeah, he's going to be with, the pick. With Cody's problem, though, he's just so up and down. You, he might get you a 60, but he's also going to get you a 26 the next week. Yep. With Latrell uh, injecting himself so much, you, you've seen it recently. He doesn't have to be that running 5-8 anymore. Like, Latrell's taken a bit off him. So I don't really see he, Cody as a clear-cut keeper. Yeah, he has potential, but yeah, I just think he's too up and down for me. With their run, though, I disagree because they're going to have so much attack. And with the, with that left side, I know he's got uh, Latrell outside him just to feed that ball, but he's got Gagai, then he's got Kolomotunga, who's been running pretty solid lines, mm. then Latrell. That just puts the defence in all sorts, and then he's just going to find that little chink in the armour. He's so good at it. He's eyes up footy. He's top three, and he'll just oh yeah, I yeah. like him. He's I'm another actually, one that yeah. if you're sort of looking to make up some ground, I reckon Cody's a good 
good get. On with you, Corb. Seven, seven try assists in the last three games. Top thousand, only point four percent own him. So less than one, less than half a percent of the top thousand coaches own him. He's got massive pop potential. In the last last three, three games, three games, and he averages one point two try assists across the whole season. And I don't think we've seen the best of him. And you're one hundred percent right, Corbs. He's got a huge ceiling, mate. I mean, huge. I reckon he's going to join your hundred club. In the next four weeks, easy, probably yeah. twice. Oh, geez, that's a big. Problem. I reckon next week. I reckon next week, possibly against the Cowboys. He could um, also join the ten club. That's the only issue. <laughs> uh, my and my last one, uh, Lomax. Yep. But now that I did Gagai was also there, but I think Lomax is a bit cheaper and kicks goals and is coming into a dragon side that's uh, much improved to when he left it. It's a little bit weird, Corbs, that he's taken so long because they named him in the 21 last game and he's had to buy like a week off because of the standalone and he's not even named in the 21 today. Yeah, I thought all the early mail. Because he's um, going to be back. Those that are mm. sort of good and usually on the mark said, yeah, he'll be back. I don't know what the go is there, but you'd think I always like these ones coming back mm. with a hand injury because they've still got miles in the legs from their training True. while they've been off. So I, th- I think he will – obviously, oh. match fitness is – you can't get anything but playing the game. But I think he'll he, he'll come back a bit quicker as opposed to – it sounds pretty stupid, but stags. Yeah. I was right with you, Corbs, because his break – it would have been perfect for him to come back this week, have a not bad game, because his break even's huge. So yeah. it would actually get him really cheap because he doesn't play next week and then come back the week after Origin – and that's a great pickup point. You'd probably get him for like four thirty or something. Can you imagine picking up Zach Lomax for four hundred and thirty k? Yeah, but then there, there'll be a lot of um, there'll be a lot of post origin, so that might be good that it delays staggers him to the week after. That, that could actually be a good thing for us. <laughs> All right, Andy, your list of players under five hundred seventy five k that you're targeting. Yeah, there's a couple that we sort of um, had the same, but I've just gone different just for a bit of. Bit of variety. Mm. Um, the first one, Jordan Rapano, four hundred and seventy-two k. His average of forty-two point three at the moment. But the Raiders are looking to find some. <coughs> excuse me. Looking to find some form as well, especially with their captain back and Croker Hodgson coming back into a bit of form. Maybe Ricky sort of had a uh, habit of um, a peace of mind. Everyone's coming back into the team. Everyone's gone. Maybe George Williams was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure, but he's gone now. I, I, then again, I don't know how much they're going to do with Sonny Williams at half there. But, uh, yeah, Rapata's won for a bit of a chance, especially under 500 k There's not too much, but I think it's a bit of value there. The other one would be Jack Whiten um, being the dominant half of the Raiders now. So mm-hmm. Sonny Williams he's, hasn't really been the best come back. He's had a couple of games. But Jack Whiten, come back from, from the Blues, um, play plays around 17 because I think he'll back up. He's not playing 80 minutes in the Blues, but uh, he's seen last year he came into a bit of form yeah. coming towards the end of the season too. Uh, and he is a, a Dally M winner at, at number six. Um, so he's at 574K. I think he's a bit of a 1K cheaper. So you might, you'll earn a bit of cash there as well. Yeah, I don't mind Jack. <laughs> and, the, yeah. and the last one is uh, just Wade Egan at 567K. Yeah. Um, I think the Warriors have really missed him playing the 80. Um, at the Warriors, and his last three average is 59 fantasy points, which is he's definitely undervalued at 567k. Uh, he'll come back, he'll slot back into the 80 80 minute role, and 
he'd have some decent scores. You'll probably line up here in that because you've got him back in draft off, off Corby the snake. So. <laughs> I snaked him. <laughs> Sucked in, Corby. I snaked him back. Oh, mate, oh, I've got Grant coming back. I don't care. Verrill's <laughs> hey. is, is uh, better than um, Egan anyway. <laughs> Grant's, Grant's been coming back for you for the last 10 weeks. <laughs> mate, he's, he's, they're just priming him for the run home for fantasy. Bellamy's just sorting me out. I did hear Pappy's back round 18 today. There you go. Yeah, I heard, I heard the same thing. So, yeah. Is that if he has no symptoms in the next few weeks of training? No, they reckon he would That's... be good good to go. They're just going to play it safe for the 18 or something. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right, boys, on my list, I back you up with Cody Walker. I think I'm going to pick him up next week once I get a few more trades up my belt. The other two, three, sorry, Will Kennedy, I think he's absolute steal at 497K. You break <laughs> you've, even been a, hammered, you've been hammered on the socials for loving him. I love him. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. He's the Sharks' best player at the moment. I can't believe I can't believe the improvement. Like I said, top five in Dally M. He's in absolute scintillating form. Last four, he's got an average of 50.5. We run into one of the easiest draws in the NRL. We wrote this draw ourselves. That's how good we're going. <laughs> He will get a hat-trick against the Broncos. He'll destroy them. And then our run, yeah, his, the his ownership, 1.9%. Only 0.1% of the top 1,000 own him. I'm pretty sure that's me. <laughs> Have you got him? No, yeah, this week I'm getting him. Oh, right. And so he's already the trades locked, locked in. Yeah. Clear he's, he's, clear he's out. He hasn't, missed, he hasn't missed the game. Our oh, burden's in and probably Will Kennedy. But, yeah, I just... I love him. Everything that involves the shark scoring, he's either got a hand in it or he's the last pass in it. Him and SJ and Moreland work a treat. That that spine is so underrated. We're going to go and run. I told you we're going to go on a run. We'll be lucky not to well, make look, the top four. I'm telling you, we're going to we'll be lucky to lose a game this to finish this season. Oh, he did. You're building up a lot of pressure for him. I love you it. You know, though. today, TK, yeah. the sharkies to make the eight are paying two bucks. That's money. That's ridiculous. Money for jam. Yeah. yeah that's Mate, you should have seen after I did that draw, I was just putting on all these bets. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was just so many. I was like, that is easy money. Yeah. Oh, mate, come round 25, it'll be a nice little bonus, even if I don't win or make the draft <laughs> final or whatever. I would be getting all this cash coming in from all my bets today. So what you're saying is you're taking us out to dinner. I hope yeah, so. Like, should be. <laughs> All right, gents. My other guys I've got is Adam Fenor Blake. I like him at 537K. He's got a break in of 68. So we could get him close to the, that 500 mark if he, even if he performs this week. So he needs to hit a 50, though, before I even think about picking him up for next week. And the guy under the radar, Toby Rudolph, ever since he signed his new contract, two really good games in a row, 58, 55. He's got consistent minutes across the board, just really improved in terms of his work rate over the last couple of weeks. So again, the Sharks got a really good draw. He's at 500K. So when I made this list, it was before Cleary was injured. So I was trying to get some value. So we probably don't need Toby Rudolph at this stage at 500K because you're probably going to get some premium mids at mid 600 still. But if you only do have 500K that you got to spend, I think Toby, if he gets the three-date rule this week with another 50 against the Broncos, and I think lock him in because he's only owned by 1.7%. And only 0.1% of the top 1,000. So he's definitely going to do it. He'll get a 60 this week against the Bronx. 
when you said Will Kennedy before, like Simmonson nearly got a hundred. Will Kennedy would nearly get two hundred against the wrong case. <laughs> in, in TK's maths, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I like him. Really like him. All right, moving on, boys. Next question is from Kai Woods. He wants to know he's looking to sell Heinz to Cleary. I think he sent this before he got the news. Go for it. <laughs> Pull the trigger on that trade. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> Coughs. Uh, yeah, no, obviously the the Hines one, I'd, with the news that Pappenhausen's back round 18, yeah, you're going to lose a little bit, but you've got to hold him. Like he's he's got good scores in him. It's, yeah. it's a good number. You, you're sort of wasting a trade there. Like because. Then it could be a simple straight flip if you've got um, a bit of coin just at Pappenhausen. Yeah, I agree. And he's got that jewel too. You don't trade him before he's ready to go out of the team. Next one, mm. the Cashos. He wants to know, your thoughts on Cleary, Cody, and SJ on the run home when he's Cleary a sell? He's spot on the, the Cashos. Andy? Cleary, um, nah, he's gone. Gone for me. Is it The Cashos, yeah. Uh, with Cody, like I said, I'm a sort of bit iffy with him. He's got a good and bad game. He's not a clear-cut keeper in my eyes. Um, with SJ, he's a yes for me. Like you said, I'm just on that Sharks train for their run home. He's He he looks great coming back. And, he, you know, he was a bit like wary of his ankle or his Achilles, but it looks like he's not really affecting that much. So I think he's got um, more points to get. So, yeah, SJ is uh, the only sort of clear one there for me. Yeah. Corbs, I'm quietly, we both own SJ, but I'm really excited about him. He averages since he took the seven jersey, 62 with only one try assist. Last year, he was the leading try assist in the NRL, so that's going to come back into his game over the next few weeks. He could average that 62, but might become a very high seven, like low 70, I reckon. He's playing like he doesn't care. He's playing like big smile on his face too, which is always good. I'm, yeah, he's, uh, he's firming as a captain choice for me this week. Oh. Against the Broncos and no Cleary, the the with the Cody Walker, I've already talked about him, but the other one too. If I would also be looking at Hughes, one thing I do agree with uh, Andy is Hughes has probably got that better base than Cody, but I don't think it's going to matter with the Rabbitohs run though. Mm, I agree. So I'm a, I'm the same. I'm a sell on Cleary if the news is more than well that three to six. I'm a sell anyway. But if it's one to three, I'm, I'm a keep. But I'm a big one on Cody probably next week. And then SJ of what he got. And I'm a big buy on both of those two guys. All right, next one. Daniel Chapman, he wants to know, best cap. This is going to be a really interesting question. Best caption options, if Cleary, Turbo, Teddy, and Fafita off the bench, possibly, and Angus rested. Well, why don't we just flip this? If Cleary's out, who's your captain, Corpus? Yeah, I just said it. SJ against the Broncos. Yeah. It- Anyone against the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same, and the second pick would be Tall Harris, only that's a conservative play. Andy? Uh, you're not, none of these are picking Teddy against the Dogs. Who's Teddy? Oh, sorry, not Teddy. To, uh, Tommy Turbo against the Dogs. Oh, uh, no, nah, I think he's only going to play. They'll, they'll rack up a score, and then they'll pull him off, I reckon. Uh, well, th- that is the one. If we're going with that question, <laughs> if all the people are out, you've still got the options of chanting with Ponga. Uh, getting a guaranteed 60 with Tohu or could even possibly go to DCE. He's, he has to has to sort of uh, get back and pick himself up yeah. off that Queensland loss. So DC or even IPAP from Para. IPAP. Uh, I think DCE would probably uh, probably... <laughs> oh. Sorry, it's me and him go way back. You know, got our nicknames for each other. So. 
<laughs> no, probably DCA is probably my captain choice if you have him. Okay, nice. No, I miss Jay as well. He'll get he'll get four hundred on Sunday. Four hundred. DC double, did so. a, DC did have a good uh, bounce back in oh, after huge. Origin one. What did he score? One hundred and twenty mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was one hundred. Tim smashed it in fantasy that week yeah. in draft. Sorry. All right, boys, let's look at the – this is a good question from Jared, Jared Wertho, sorry. He wants to know our top three targets on our run home. Corbs. Uh, for feeder, just because he's a freak. Mm. And I think Titans are just going to be going to him because they've realized they haven't got much this year, especially down that left with uh, your man, Kelly. I saw he made his <laughs> way back into your draft. <laughs> no choice. He was the last guy standing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is Hughes, who I don't have yet. Uh, so I'll be getting – and with Cleary, this new, I know he keeps – I think we all know. So Hughes will be coming. He, he's just dominant. He's like – Munster's his uh, Robin at the moment. He's Batman. And then the last one is Little Pappy. I just think he's he was scoring too well at the start of the year. If there's no real injury – yes, there was a concussion, but physically – once he gets a, um, the head right, he should be coming back keen as. Well, he's had eight weeks off now, and in that Twitter post, I could see some eagerness in his words just to get out there <laughs> onto the paddock. Are you worried so, that he's going to be a bit gun-shy about Corbs? No. Well, the way Hines has been playing, I feel like he'll well, There's competition, there and, isn't there? Yeah, a bit of competition, and also just lost time. Um, yeah, he be like a greyhound out of barrier one, just get him going and yeah, he'll chase that rabbit around, win by five lengths. Yeah, I'm on the Fafita train. I was going to actually get him in this week, but what I've realised is next week he won't be playing in round 17 because Titans have a bye. And then round 18, they play on the Friday night after Origin. So his chances of backing up are really, really slim. So now I'm kind of putting in round 19 as my Fafita week, I think. Just a better week. I can get someone that's going to play round 17. They're probably going to play these next three games. Someone like a Will Kennedy. So just say Kennedy scores even 50. If I get 150 points instead of, even if Fafita goes 100, I'm only going to get 100 compared to the 150. So it just makes no math sense to get Fafita this week. I may as well just wait. Yeah, I think Pappy and Fafita would be round 19 targets going along yep. those lines. I, I know I, I, mine are just for the run home. But yeah, they're not next. Hughes will, Hughes will probably be this week. Yeah, and other guys on my list, Payne Haas, if he gets a little bit towards that kind of 620, 630, I like him. Latrell Mitchell at 583K, I think, in the back end. I just want to make sure it's round 19 as well because I think Wayne will probably pull him from the field this week. Week after Origin, probably the same thing. He'll get a bit of a rest. I think round then round 19, the last six games. They're all streak into the, the semifinals. You mentioned that man, Zach Lomax. He's well on my list as well. And then, Andy, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Cam Murray. And I think his form is just coming right through. He got some good minutes the last game against the Broncos as well. It was outstanding on Wednesday, on Sunday night. And at 635K, with a dual positioning, he's someone that's right up my alley as well. But, Andy, on your list, your targets for the run home. Hang on, didn't were they say top three, TK? You just listed 13. You know what I like, mate. <laughs> he just likes options. I and like I'm pretty options. sure you've only got nine trades. As well. <laughs> nine good trades, mate. Well, if I could choose all of TK's nine with my six trades, that'd be perfect. No. <laughs> I'll, um, I've got Murray with, with you as well. 
I'm going to back him. I've actually got that trade in my um, in my app at the moment. It's TPJ for Murray, so oh, that might stay this uh, week, I might, mate. Because uh, it was this week, but I am worried about Origin, so I'll have to take that. I might have to wait till after round seventeen. Yeah, I think um, that'll be smart. For like sure. all these, I think all these plays that I have are after round seventeen. For feeders, the big one. Um, he's actually got a break even of eighty this week, so um, I don't think he'll. He'll reach that or even get close to that. So it might be a little bit cheaper depending on how, how long he plays. Um, ben Hunt, this is a little sneaky one. Um, 717K, but his average of 57, mm. that's not regarding. He scored 80 points last week. Uh, and before that, 60 and a 60. He's on fire. And he's, he's currently the third best half in fantasy. Uh, so under Cleary Hughes. What was he third? Cleary, no, must be four. Oh, sorry, that's without Cleary out. So, go DCE, Hughes, and then Ben Hunt. So, he's a bit of a, a pod as well. Uh, and then Haas, if he, um, depending on how his form goes in the next three weeks. But I see him come back. I, I, he's already lost 340K. Yep. Uh, sorry, 304K since the start of the season. And 600K is so cheap for Haas. Imagine if you pick him up and he starts performing to his um, potential again. Yeah, big that's time. That's a bargain. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, got a few just rapid-fire ones to finish off. Mitchell Large, he wants to know this one's for me. Is Josh Curran a trade-out with his potential two weeks out? Well, he's going to miss two weeks because he's in quarantine. So, unfortunately, he is a trade-out. And at 530K, well, you've got a few decisions. You can either – I'm assuming that you probably got some dual positionings with Torhu, Crichton, possibly IPAP, as Andy likes to call him. So at 530K, you could probably either go for a mid with Rudolph or AFB. Edge, if you want to switch, probably Keon at 561K. He's your, your best one. If you want to just cash him out, probably TC Rapati is an interesting one, 321K. He's someone we didn't mention with the Broncos before, and he's, he's probably someone that might get 50, 60 minutes, and at 321, 321K, he might be a nice little cashy if you've got someone that you really want out of your team. But for me, yeah, I think you've got to sell Josh Curran. I just think that his job security is moving to the mid his last few games as well. His last two games since moving into the mid, 46 against the Storm in 58 minutes, 38 against the Knights in 64 minutes. Before that, he got injured in an interchange game, which he didn't do too badly, but it's edge where you want him. In his four edge positions, he averaged 51, but while he's not playing there, he's probably not much value anymore. So he's a big sell for me. All right, Andy, next question is from three of the boys, Jeremy Field, Adam Milden, and CJ Samet. Big shout-out to you boys. And you mentioned the name, TPJ. They want to know, is he a sell? One of the boys, Jeremy, he has Torhu on the bench. So the boys just want to know, is he sell and options? Yeah, so I am torn. Like, was he after three weeks in free season? Yeah, three weeks suspension. It's the only issue with him is you're not going to find much replacements on the edge for that price and for that um, for his sort of score that he gets. He has a big ceiling. And he plays 80 minutes on that edge. Um, the only person that you would sort of trade him for, which could be um, a bit of a sideways trade, but he does play. Oh, but then the only issue is when he plays around 17, he's not going to play for many long for, for that long, is Cam Murray. So I think because he is staying with the Broncos and he's looking for a contract next year, I think he could be a, a hold. Um, so I have that trade currently in my um, in my app, but I might have to, to reverse it and think about something else because I think he's um, – him on that edge is just too too good. 
Um, I don't know. He's a hold for me. What are, you, what are you guys' thoughts? What about Joshy Jackson? I've already got him. Oh, you've got him already. <laughs> but, but yeah, he is a good uh, replacement because he's a jewel he's as well. He's a jewel as well. And he's playing, mm. he's, he's in about 60, 60 minutes on that, on that lock spot and he's playing with a bit of, um, a bit of form. Yeah, I don't mind Joshy. I haven't got him. So he's definitely in my sights potentially next week. Corbs? Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Fortawaker's not. Is, is, has he got him in edge or mid? Oh, yeah, it doesn't really CPJ, say. he's got him in. Well, he's got Torhu to cover, so it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. Okay. So he can buy a mid or an edge. Yeah. Right. I, I was I was hoping that um, Targo might have got the the center spot for Panthers. He's actually got edge to his name, but yeah, I don't know with that one. I've got CPJ in the mid, so it's an easy one for me to go to Tohu, who I don't have. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to have a bit more of a look at that one, but yeah, Josh Jackson. Everyone keeps saying he's yeah he's boring, but he's still knocking out those good consistent scores. Yeah, big time. All right. If, if you've got cover, I'd say for it is hold because trades aren't cheap these days. It needs to be a, a trade up or a reason why you're trading them. So yeah, if you have cover, I reckon it's a hold. There you go. All right, Hayden Roberts, Corby. You've been waiting all night for this one. Is Jeremy Marshall King a good option? Yeah. I'll- <clears throat> As I said, I'm definitely looking at him. I, I am going to go the three date rule because he's had two back to back sixties. Break it in thirty. So if you did choose to get on this week, I wouldn't blame you. Five fifty k. Yep. Um, the the bench looks like he's going to be that eighty minute hooker. The we talked about the rookie half who's just putting pressure <laughs> on poor old um, uh, what's his name? Who's a half? Oh, Flano. Oh, poor old Flano. The the other one, like obviously Hodge, but yeah, Starling's on the bench and those other three mids. I've got Braley. I'm just going to wait as we talked about with the Knights, but he is the hooker that I'm really looking at maybe bringing in next week. So I like it. Nice. And if you want to, go for it. All right. Sweep Naystar. He wants to know, is Ryan Madison a good sell? I'm going to say no, not at this stage. I'd rather hold and wait for after Origin. But if you really want to do it and you want to target around 17 player, the, the players at that price range are going to be Corey Ahira and Naira at 624k, Keon Kolomatangi, who I mentioned at 561k, and also Josh Jackson, who we've just mentioned at 616k. That's if you really, really want to play for around 17. Also, I think CHN and Josh Jackson, I wouldn't mind having them as part of my squad anyway. Realistically, you want to upgrade Madison after Origin to someone like Fafida. If you've already got Fafida, Frizzell's back in like two to three weeks, and he's the guy that's going right under the radar. And Cam Murray, as Andy's mentioned a couple of times as well. But these are all wait until after Origin. But I think everyone's like sleeping on Tyson Frizzell. I think he's going to be very, very valuable in the back end of the year, and he's nearly back from his little ankle injury as well. So he's someone to keep on the radar, but just hold for the time being. All right, next question. Thomas Hickey, Corbs. He wants to know, he wants to go from Nico Hines to Turbo, and then he wants to go from TPJ to either Isaiah Yo or Cameron Murray. What's your thoughts on that one? Uh, hold Hines. Um, as I said, we talked about round 18 to Pappy. I'll just, that's an easy one there. Yeah. Turbo, very. We've already touched on this bit again. He could get rested against the dogs. Massive chance that they get up comfortably. Yeah, and then he's got a That's round awesome. seventeen by two, and then round eighteen they play on Friday night, so he could potentially miss the next three games. Yeah, I would. I would hold that one and um, 
just yeah, that that just saves your trade and gives you a bit of a look at other things. With, with Heinz, yeah, the, the, the bloody Pappenhausen. Don't worry, I've been hating it week to week. Get pushed back, but that just gives you another week with Heinz each week that he keeps getting rested. Yeah. And, Hines still is scoring. I know he hasn't been getting those massive scores we all wanted, but he's still been knocking out the pretty easy 50s. Mm. Uh, I'd go Murray with the lack of forwards at South. They seem to have hit a bit of an injury. Their backline's killer, but their forwards. Big Nichols is into the front row this week. He's not a bad uh, draft option. But, uh, yeah, Ken Murray, he's going to have to play big minutes for those last few games. And I think he's going to be a really good... uh, Good purchase for the run home. Yeah, I don't have Harris yet. Uh, Harris yet, so that's who I'm grabbing. But uh, I'm just going to keep an eye on Murray's minutes, and I probably wouldn't pick him up anyway until after Origin. Yeah, my run in it's going to be the South Sydney Sharks. I'm going to merge them and just build my super <laughs> team out of there. They're going to go on massive runs, both those two teams. I reckon. Well, the Knights too. I like your Frizzell call out because I've. They're a nice, juicy run from round 20 onwards, so he could be another good one for that Knights team to pick up on the run home. Oh, big time. I think I was having a look before. Frizz isn't owned. I think the top 1,000, he literally is unowned because obviously with injury, they've, they've all sold him out. But it's going to be interesting to see when people want to bring him back in as well. So I think he's going to be a good one. Now, Andy, final question. Scott Winohara, he wants to know, is Payne Haas a must considering the Broncos' form? Now, he's got Tohu, Angus, Keon, Cheese, He's got JFH, Fisher-Harris, and your main, your man, I, Papa. Now, he's looking to get rid of Thomas Flegler, and he wants more hooker depth. He wants the, your thoughts on your man, Joshy Hobson. Yeah, um, look, you did touch on him before. Even what Josh is saying, where he comes, plays that 60, if he does play that 60-20, which I don't think he will. I think he's an 80-minute player. He just loves being on the field. He loves being amongst it. Um, he scored, I think he played 60 minutes two games before, and mm. he still scored 59 points. So he has got the ability. If he knows he's playing 50, he's going to rip into those 60 minutes. Uh, and the best thing about him, that's the, probably the reason why I'm going to get him in, is he's only owned by 3.3% of people compared to your Braille, which was 32.5%. So with that, the, the last three-game average of Braille is 43, like we said. The last three-game average of Josh Hodgson is 61. Yeah. For the same price player, that's a massive difference. But uh, if you can get Hodgson in for Flegler, I'm a, I'm a big tick for him. Um, with Haas, uh, the must is uh, wait and see. Like I think from now on, it will have to be the what is it, sixteen, seventeen, the three date rule. Um, it really depend on these round eighteen minutes. If you get sixteen minutes still, which I'm predicting you will, that plus uh, or even plus more of that because of the bench. Uh, rotation that they're currently running with, I think he's a must, especially if he's around 600k. Um, coming into that easy sort of run, huh? sorry, scratch that, coming into that nice run home for the Broncos, I think he could come back into the form. Um, so, yeah, Hodgson's a yes and has a must. Like you said, we'll wait for that three-date rule. Yeah. Speaking of three-date rule, did you, <laughs> I'm not sure if you caught the interview I had with Chris Warren on SEN. But I mentioned your three-date rule. Oh, did he? What do you got? No. Yeah. <laughs> what did Chris he have to like, say? He was just sort of questioning, like, three-date rule? He was, what, what, you take it? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. Loved it. Loved it. As if he, being the, being the son of Ray Warren, as if he hasn't used that line in the pub. Oh, I think he, I think he, he's actually really good. I enjoy his um, 
He's, no, he's uh, very good. He's SCN stage. I listen to him throughout the throughout the day. He's replacing someone at the moment on SCN. Oh, look no, at him. Good. They're best friends, Corbs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I just spend my interviews with him just bagging you two and just promoting my Harry Grant tag. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> I, I must start calling you Cameron Master, you grub. <laughs> uh, what a win. How good. The Blues finally getting some victories back. Yeah, we have to do some good punters well, club this week, boys. We struggled the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we, I got, mate, I two legs in that origin. Yeah, Cole so felt dropped over line twice. So did Gagai uh, mine as well. Gagai. <laughs> so we're bloody close uh, to I getting a couple of sh- legs there. I should have tipped. Oh, I had a gut feeling. Well, not, it wasn't really a gut feeling. It was a calculated guess of um, Teddy getting man in the match. I just knew he was going to come out just stellar. I don't know why I would have been paying, but I just with the Origin Tour for Game Three, yeah. um, who's your first pick for seven? You know what? I was watching NRL three hundred and sixty before we jumped on, and they're making some pretty good case for just Jack Wyden just to go in the seven. And, and then who just... comes on the? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like he's been there the whole way mm. through. They've won it, so yeah. who cares? And he's probably a little mm. bit like you. Probably could put Luai and. Him together. Only thing is, they're both left footers. That's the only issue. That's the only. Who mate. comes on to the as the fourteenth? Yeah, Happy. that's that's another one. <laughs> Would yeah. you bring back Gutho for a fourteen role? No, just, I reckon they give Appy. He's been there both times. I reckon they just bring him on to give him a run. Yeah, potentially he makes sense again. You just move everyone one spot. Give, give everyone a go. They've won it. <laughs> At least <laughs> make it a little bit closer. Go. I could win with that team, surely. Oh, we wouldn't go that far, mate. You're pretty shit. But, boys, it's a good show. Good to have us back at full strength. That went better now. So we'll be back on Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen. So stay tuned, and hopefully we'll have some more information on this Nathan Cleary stuff. But at this stage, yeah, I'm selling. See you later, Nath. <laughs> cash money, cash. All right, Jans, really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you, ladies right, and see gentlemen. You later. See you, boys. See you, listeners.